0: you're good to go yes excellent well hello everybody welcome to the talk to danielle podcast i am your host danielle c baker and before i introduce uh today's guest don't forget to like follow and subscribe to whichever channel you're listening to or uh watching as we are on a video version on youtube so Today, I have an exciting guest, an amazing guest, and I know I say that to every guest that I have, but I'm really, really grateful I got to meet Sabrina through a a common friend of ours, and the work that she does is just inspiring, so I wanted to have her on. As you know, this podcast is all about talking about the real things. We don't like to sugarcoat. We'll talk uh, about stuff that people don't necessarily want to talk about, but it's important to hear those stories uh, and to realize that we're not alone going through. Through what we're going through and uh, if you know sometimes listening to other people's stories just help us make it easier in our lives so I have the lovely Sabrina Victoria with me today thank you so much for joining me and uh, just as we're about to start uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Yes.
1: Um, well, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out with me and um, and listen to me blab a little bit. But um, a little bit about me, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. I, um, everything was pretty good, uh, minus a few bumps in the road, until I ended up pregnant at the age of 20 with no husband. And that's kind of when my entire world Pivoted, um, you know, many people in today's world, you know, there's challenges that uh, that come o- uh, around, whether it's doings of our own or not, and we. Uh, we have to pivot. We have to uh, step into this new role that we weren't really expecting to necessarily step into, and that's what I did. I stepped into motherhood by myself, completely isolated. Um, the Jehovah's Witness, the congregation that I was uh, attached to, or the the religion I was attached to, um, has what's called disfellowshipping, where they cut you off from all of your family and your entire community, and just kind of leave you to your own. And uh, the whole idea is that of that is to um, have you connect closer to God um, without any distractions from anybody else. But um you know, it's, it was tough. The, uh, the single mom life with no money is not fun. I had a rolling balance of about a negative, uh, $172 in my bank account at any given time, car getting repoed out of the parking lot, eviction notices on my apartment door, crying in the bathroom every single night,
0: uh, just despair, just despair. Yeah. And it's not easy, especially at such a young age. And, uh, when you're, into this community that's there to support you and all of that is taken away Mm -hmm. Uh, it's even even harder now you do have your own business that you're running like we were talking before the recording you're just building that empire Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the, the beautiful work that you do with uh with your business
1: Yeah. So, um, I, my entire existence is based around community. So the one thing that I didn't have during, you know, one of the most difficult times in my life, uh, you know, Early motherhood, I didn't have anybody. And I've recognized over the course of my life that the reason it was so hard, the reason uh, there were so many questions, the reason I fell into a, a very abusive relationship for years and years and years is because I didn't have a community. I didn't have anybody to ask. Hey, is this normal? You know, is this like normal behavior, what I'm going through? Is it normal to have zero money in my account? Is it normal to be negative? Is it normal to, um, you know, to have someone talking to me like this? Um, so just these, these things that we encounter in our life where you could normally ask, you know, a a group of girlfriends, these questions, I just really didn't have that, um, that cushion to kind of bounce ideas off of and thoughts off of and concerns off of. So now I've dedicated my whole life to that. I run a company or a community called uh, Her Nation. It's under my company, which is Human Better 365, is my company. Um, and it's a, a kick ass, just wonderful, growing group of women who are here to support each other through uh, healing and through growth and through personal development and through breaking through money barriers and all of the stuff that kind of comes our way. You know, my philosophy is, you know, things that I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I know things that you don't know. And the only way to really step up is to share those that knowledge. And when you share that knowledge with each other, we both gain and take a step up. And that's the whole premise of the whole thing. Like, where can we connect? Where can we collaborate? Where can we start to create like the structure of women that are holding on and grabbing on and linking up to build this beautiful empire together that's strong so that other women who are maybe in a dark place or in a struggle or really just kind of falling like where I was, right. we can hold them because the structure
0: and the foundation is just so strong. Yeah. And that's a good point because when you are in that dark place, I have lived it myself as well as you really think you're alone and you don't want to talk about it because it's, there's some shame, there's some guilt, uh, you're second guessing yourself and thinking you may have been, you know, you're responsible for what's happening. And it's not necessarily the case. So sharing that space is yeah. uh, so important. And this is why I, I just love the work that you do. And uh, can you share a little bit what you see? Because we we are kind of still in that world where especially women will go against each other as opposed to just uplift each other and it's not just necessarily women but in this situation still there's still that that stigma that women are supposed to you know claw at each other Uh, what kind of uh can you share something a story or uh, a transformation that you've seen within your groups of of just a, a beautiful successful story
1: Yeah. We haven't had that issue uh, yet. Um, However, this, I believe, and, and this doesn't work perfectly, obviously in anybody's life in general, but from my own experiences in my life, I have found that if I set a precedent for how I want people to be in my world, Right. So the language that I use, how I show up, the empathy that I have, the confidence that I have, the way that I speak, the way that I share my story, Um, like I share my story in a way of educating others. Mm -hmm. not bashing the people that hurt me. Right. Right. Because we're all in the middle of a learning experience. We're all showing up in our world, the best way that we know how. So there's no place for blame anywhere in my story. Mm -hmm. Everything that I share, as far as the ups and the downs and the challenges that I went through is to empower other women to help them recognize that they can too. They yeah. can too. They can get out too. They can move up too. They can expand too. They can pivot also. Yeah. And one of the things that I have found with my family, with my friends, with the community that we're growing is you have to teach others how you want them to show up in your world by first leading that's right. so leading by now, that doesn't mean that everybody like everybody doesn't fall into that, right? Um, you know, there are people in and amongst my world, friends, family, whatever it is, where there are hiccups. There are, you know, things that have happened at some point. um and and I'm sure within the community, right? However, um, we are constantly teaching and training our world, right? So like I'm teaching and training my world. Meanwhile, everyone in my world is also teaching and training me. Mm -hmm. And when we all kind of just step into rising, especially as the creator of whatever that is that you're building for yourself, um, you showing up in a, in a certain way, uh, creates an atmosphere for other people to know how to show up for you. And if they're not showing up, in a way that is safe for your boundaries and safe for your, your mental and emotional health, then that's where you yourself, you know, as a person need to kind of pivot, set boundaries, um, remind, or sometimes exit, you know, they need to exit or you need to exit the relationship.
0: Yeah. And that's not, that's, that's I think it's one of the most challenging part is to sort that through because you have to sort it through within you first, to be able to actually apply that in your external world afterwards so it takes a lot of, and you can't do it alone uh, that's another thing that and that, that's why these communities are so important and uh to have that you know somebody to say it's okay I've been there there's you know the clouds just kind of part after a while there are sunny days come on over yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's great Yeah. Is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd like to share any new projects or uh, anything coming up? Yeah.
1: Um, well, not necessarily new, uh, but the one that you know I'm most passionate about at this time in my life is uh, what's called Her Mastermind. It is a beautiful group of female entrepreneurs. So uh, what I do is I work with female entrepreneurs who are either new in their business or maybe hitting a plateau in their business. They have five or less employees and they're just looking for just kind of a hand up in how to do all the things entrepreneurship. When you kind of dive into this, this world, you dive in thinking like, I'm good at this one thing, and it's going to be all hunky dory. And I know that there are so many people that need help in this one area. And what they don't tell you is that you have to become a marketing agency and you have to become a spokesperson and you have to become the tech guy um, or girl. Yeah. And there's all of these like intrical things, uh, payroll and HR that you kind of have to learn on the fly while also perfecting, um, you know, your specialty or your profession. So, you know, really organizing that structuring that and helping female entrepreneurs feel comfortable in that realm of, um, taking ownership of their money, of their life, of, um, the power, the superpower that they've been given that's amazing
0: yeah so yeah. that's that's something that you have ongoing so people if, if people are interested they can uh, at the end of the uh, the episode we can give your information if they're interested as well what what led you to working with specifically with uh newer entrepreneurs or you know the smaller uh groups what is there i'm just this is more of a personal question for myself i'm curious to know what what led you to say i want to work with female entrepreneurs that you know that are still trying to figure it out and have uh work solo or with a, a handful of people
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about all the time when it comes to females in general, probably just humans in general, but I predominantly work with females, is this idea that in life, when you're starting to make choices in life, like, hey, I am going to do this and it kind of becomes your identity. So like, I am going to be a dog mom, or I am going to be a runner, or I am going to be a workouter, or, um, or I'm going to be a baker or whatever it is, we have identities that we kind of fall into. And sometimes what happens is fear happens when it comes to business, as far as, If I decide to do this one thing, then that means I'm going to have to do this one thing for the rest of my life. And that scares people sometimes because they're like, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. What if I change my mind? And so then what they do is they kind of like start to backpedal a little bit on that one thing that they're really passionate about because they don't know if they want to do it forever. And then they wind up not doing it at all. So one of the things that I have become really good at is really... Acknowledging, showcasing, and voicing the pivots that have happened, not only in my personal life, but also in my business life. So when I first started my business, I was in a toxic relationship. I was trying to escape that relationship. I had just gotten into health, wellness, personal development, mental and emotional well-being. And uh one of the things that I did to escape that relationship is I wound up opening up a secret bank account and uh Three online secret businesses, and this was after eight or nine years in that relationship. And one of those businesses was a personal development business, it was called Pure Aspirations, mm-hmm. and it was all based on health and wellness, veganism, which I am no longer, um, yoga, and just this like wholesome way of being, um, smoothies and healthy recipes and stuff like that. Yeah. So Um, I opened up just this little thing that I didn't even know what I was doing, connected a little uh, pay, you know, way to pay and the little pay button or whatever it was, and started um, selling like recipes and little seven day programs, not knowing what I was doing. Then after I exited that relationship, I went into, I pivoted from that into coaching women out of narcissistic relationships and, or women who had just exited narcissistic relationships. One of the very first professional programs that I ever created was a program, which I still have. I still sell somewhere down in the dark dungeon. It's it's there somewhere called, um, how to leave your husband in 365 days. Oh wow. So um yeah, it was a super, it was like my blueprint of exactly what I did to leave my relationship. Mm-hmm. Step by step, all of the things broken down. It was $47. Um, and just a powerful program, a very, very powerful program. And Through that program, I started to get a one-on-one coaching. I'd -hmm. never done that before either. I was, I had already gotten certified in a few different things and I started to just talk more boldly online on YouTube of my own story. That's kind of how my podcast came to be is I really started to just kind of dive into my own story. And from there, is actually where I started to realize that I loved working with entrepreneurs. So a lot of those females were females that were having issues with money because that's one of the things that toxic relationships do is, is financial abuse. It's one of the biggest ways of controlling somebody is to make sure that they have no money. It's like the number one thing that happens within a toxic relationship is making sure that the the victim has no money to escape. Right. So there's this money mindset thing that's happening. And a lot of these females do, they, they want to up-level, they want to side hustle. They want to do something that, um, that can create them a little bit extra on the side from their nine to five or whatever's going on. Or some of them are trying to exit a relationship and they just want to do something on their side because the husband won't necessarily let them leave. So I, these women that I was coaching, in the world of narcissism was also kind of connected to business and entrepreneurship because that's what they were coming to me for is how the F do I get out of this thing? (laughs) You know, how did you get your money? So it just kind of flowed from there And, um, and now I am where I am. So, you know, I teach in the the niche of time management organization. I believe that that is the reason I was able to get out is because I did have a structure. I was extremely organized with my time, right? I was managing like a double life, basically a life with this toxic, toxic uh, person who had me running around in his business, going all over the place. OCD, ADHD, a thousand miles an hour, tracking everything that I was doing, looking at my receipts, making sure that I was where I said I was like anxiety filled, walking on eggshells. And then over here to escape, I was becoming this powerful, like wealthy in my eyes, um, individual who like was brilliant and studying and bettering herself. And I had to keep these two separated. And I also had to organize my time so that he had no idea what was going on and then still being able to create this. So, you know, having to like, in my head, Almost create like a puzzle, you know, this puzzle of chaos and fit all the pieces together in order to make sure that my escape went successfully. And I think that is kind of what business is. That is kind of what entrepreneurship is. You do have to create something where every single day when you wake up, you know what you're doing that day in and amongst all the other things. I just did it at a heightened level, but you have to juggle your your partner, your children, your schooling, you know, uh, being a CEO, being an HR department, being um, a marketing person, being a tech person. Like, how do you function? How do you do all of that at the same time and not like lose your mind and not, you know, wind up working 18 hours a day? Like how do you shove all that into 12 hours a day? So you can still get some downtime. So, um, you know, that was kind of the evolution and that's the pivot. So you can start, if you have an idea of, Hey, I see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself in this other realm just pick something, pick something that you're passionate about right now. And it can evolve. It can evolve. You know, my business evolved three times with three different business names and who's to say that it won't evolve again, you know, and that's okay.
0: I love that. that's actually a question I was going to ask you uh, was, you know, do you have any advice for someone who is at that stage where they want to take a leap of faith or, you know, or they're afraid to take that leap of faith and say, I want to start something no matter what their story is, uh, or their scenario is, uh, I want to do this, but I, I don't know. So you kind of said it, pick something, you know, that you're passionate about and, and do it. But do you have any advice to say that, that you know, with all the fears that you're going to have to overcome, what would be your, your wisdom to share with them to say, yeah, go ahead, jump, <laughs> you know, you will you'll, you'll, you won't regret it? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So uh, a quick story that I have, it probably happened. I don't even know now, maybe five or six years ago. Um, not necessarily related to business, but yes, also related to business. So bear with me, but, um, I was driving, I was going to the grocery store in my car and in the parking lot of the grocery store was this, maybe like Hispanic family, um, asking for food. The husband had a sign and he was with his wife and two children. One of them standing maybe like four years old and the other one in a little stroller. And he's just holding a sign saying, Hey, we need help paying rent. Um, we, uh, are hurting or whatever, like anything helps anything at all helps. So I go into the grocery store. This family is on my mind. I'm doing well in my business. You know, I've, I've succeeded in, in all of the things, money for where I am at that point. And I'm in a mindset of, Hey, I can actually give back. You know, I can actually give back at this point in my life and feeling really good about that. So I go into the grocery store and I'm like, let me buy some food for these, for this family. So I go, I buy the rotation chicken with the Hawaiian bread. And I get some waters and some plates and some forks and some potato salad, along with my own grocery shopping, which I just needed a couple of things. I check out, I get back in my car and I drive up to this family and I feel, I'm feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling really awesome about myself at this point, confidence and, you know, like look at me, look at me giving back. Like I'm finally here. Like I've made it to a really awesome place in my life. And I'm kind of low key patting myself in the back on where I am. Right. So I get out of my car and I have the groceries and and I I go up to this family and they are so thankful. They're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. The little kid starts eating right away. The mom's like cutting up the chicken and putting it on a plate and the little guys eating and the little ones like eating a little drumstick. And I'm, I'm talking to the mom and the dad. I'm, you know, what's going on, anything I can help you with, what's your specialty, what do you do? And the husband is talking about, how he's a painter and he had been with this one company for like a a year or two and they just laid him off Mm -hmm. uh, because the company went under and he now, you know, he was living paycheck to paycheck and now he has no money. So I'm taking down their, uh, their phone number so that I could, anybody that I know that needs a painter, I could help them. right? Right. So, and they're all like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. While I'm doing this, I have my phone out and I'm typing in the husband's name And getting his phone number, and all of a sudden, I feel this wetness. And I look down, and it's white, gray, and green. And I realize I have been pooped on by a bird. Oh no, (laughs) yeah. So, this family, you know, in this little island of the parking lot. There was a huge tree that they were under. It's Florida. It's hot as hell. They were in the shade. Yeah. And I have this poop running down my face, my glasses, my chest, and my breasts all over. Oh. Both of them are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, not your fault. Not your fault. Mm-hmm. The wife is like frantically. Cause you can imagine like I'm over here trying to help them and then you know, if they're any sort of empathetic as I am in my head, I'd be like, Oh my God, you know, this is all my fault. If I wouldn't have been standing here, this poor woman had gotten pooped. And so anyways, this, the woman is like getting out her baby wipes and like pulling baby wipes up and trying to like, she's like, you know, rubbing my chest with baby wipes, trying to get the the poop off and, and like this. And I'm mortified, but still like calm. Um, <laughs> you know, like, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. So I finished getting, you know, I, I take the wipes and I finish getting the, the husband's phone number. I literally have like strands of wetness. Cause it's all in my hair. So I, um, I leave, like, it was a nice exit, right? I leave, I texted him, you know, later on that day. And I was like, you know, thank you so much. If I know of anybody, which I did wind up referring him to a few people here and there, and he did actually wind up getting a job, but the, the, The moral of the story is that while you're doing good things, right? While you're helping people, while you're in entrepreneurship and you're baking awesome cookies or you're helping somebody with their car or you're a coach or you're a babysitter, whatever it is, as far as the business that you're deciding to get into and you're helping people and you're doing good things and you're being a good person, sometimes shit. Happens. Sometimes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> shit happens. It just does. You can be in the most amazing line of work, and shit will still happen to you. And I think that that is the biggest learning, th- you know, thing that I have learned in my life is yeah. yes to all the things. Yes, show up one hundred percent. Yes, do the thing. Yes, continue to to move forward in your business and bring the people to you that are the closest to you. And yes. Shit is going to happen. Bad shit is going to happen sometimes. Some little, some big. But what you have to remember is all of the stories in your past, all of the things that you have gone through in your past, the heartache, the challenges, the darkness, the struggles that you've climbed out of those holes that you've climbed out and you need to remind yourself of what a badass you are and that you can do hard things and that you are capable and that this stuff is going to happen and you have to get up the next day and you have to show up uh, with a positive attitude, with a smile on your face and um, continue to roll forward, pivot and continue to roll forward. And um, you'll see, you'll, you'll start to see progress. You'll start to see progress, but it's just getting over those hurdles of all of that stuff that uh, that happens sometimes. I love that story. It's
0: just—it's literally shit will happen. <laughs> it is so true. One of my uh, first mentors when I got into this business would also say, "Just get it done and then get it right." So it's very similar. It's if you wait. If things are going to happen you just have to to work around it so that's amazing yeah. uh within your your her nation you 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 do you mentioned earlier a po- you have your own podcast that's called her version do you want to talk a little bit before we we wrap up just talk a little bit about what you know so people can listen to it because it's yeah. a, it's a great podcast uh so okay. if you want to share that a little bit
1: yeah. So the podcast wasn't meant to be a podcast. The podcast are that it was, it started as just a little YouTube channel. It's called her version, her being me, my version of my story. So I was trying to find a way early on and how I could use my story. My, my journey that I have been on so much of it was because of my own doing, right. So much of it is just like, I totally, Just traveled through this. Um, And people can learn from this. People can learn from this story. And I wanted to be able to share my story, but not offend anybody who is connected to my story because there's, you know, there's my parents, there's my entire community, there's the church, there's my ex, you know, people that I've worked with, whatever it is, there's people in my story who could be portrayed. People could see them as being bad people or bad guys, but how do I tell my story without offending them? And, I came up with this thing in my head that just made me feel good called her version. Meaning this is my version of my story. It doesn't mean that it's the true version. It doesn't mean that it's the version. It's just, this is my version of my story. And if you don't appreciate my version, then you can start your YouTube channel and call it your version. Um, But Yeah, but what happened is I started to share very intimate details about things that have happened. You know, really taking this, you know, story that I just condensed in this little tiny thing for you here, and really just started to break open a lot of the little scenarios that happened and the red flags that I saw, and the uh, healing that I had to do or wasn't on at that time and why that happened. And women just really started to connect to my story and say like, "Oh my gosh, your story is like my story," or "Oh my gosh." Your story is actually inspiring me to move out of my story and pivot my story. And so many women since then have actually left toxic relationships, have left um, toxic religions and are now free and making choices and, and setting boundaries for themselves. But uh, yeah, so my podcast has had now that it's grown um, over 400 women only on its uh, stage, And we do everything from one-on-one podcast to impact panels, where we talk about one subject for two hours with several women on screen, open form style. And the whole premise of the podcast is to inspire, uplift, and really meet people where they are in their point of struggle or challenge or darkness and help them see like, hey, this is my story. She did it. This is how she did it. I resonate with this one or two things that she said. Yeah, I didn't resonate with the rest. I will take these couple of things and I will use them in order to propel myself forward in my story. And then I will come back to the podcast, listen to another story, take one or two things from that woman and add it to my story. So it's take what you like, take what resonates with you and then leave the rest Because the rest could be what resonates with somebody else. And that's the whole premise of the podcast. And it's all based around just educating, you know, something that I don't know and uh, really building upon that.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, that's, I like that you said, you know, take what works for you. And I find even listening to the episode another time later on, you may catch something that you didn't. Catch the first time, but right now you're living it, and you have that, so that's amazing. Uh, thank you. I, I just love. I, I've been listening to your podcast, and I just those 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 guests are just they have such great energy that I, I just enjoy listening to it. That's great. Uh, before we wrap it up, do you have to I always ask this. Do you do you have a advice or wisdom you'd like to share with us that you wish you would have known earlier in life to make your life easier?
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, there's two actually, if you don't mind. Um, the first one is choices. I didn't know. And I feel like so many people can relate to this. I didn't know that I could make choices. I didn't know that I could say yes or no. Um, I was living my life for so long in this journey of, I do what other people tell me Mm -hmm. and that's, that's all I do. So I have no control over my own life. I have no power of my own life. All I do is just wait for somebody to tell me what to do. And then I do that thing, whether it's my religion, whether it's my parents, whether it's my boss or whether it is in my relationship. And because I had this mentality, this mindset, I ended up with individuals, even friends, even female friends Mm -hmm. who were very dominant, very narcissistic tendencies because of this mindset that I had of, I don't, I can't do anything by myself. I have to wait to peer for somebody to give me an order. And then this is the life and the journey that my life is going to go on. And I don't remember when it happened and I wish I did, but I do remember the era of which I just started walking around. I was reading, I was you know, watching tons of YouTube videos with Joe Osteen and Les Brown and Tony Robbins and Barbara Cochran and, yeah. um, um, all the things, right. Lewis house. And I started, uh, recognizing like, Oh my gosh, I have the freedom of choice. And I just started walking around telling people like people would, would, would just be sharing stories with me. And I'd be like, do you know, you have choices? You can like choose, you can choose yes or no. And it was this whole thing for like six to eight months, where just everyone that I talked to, where we got in the rhythm of talking about heavy things, which is what I'm really good at, is getting people to talk about heavy things versus surface level things. And I would just constantly pour this whole concept of you have choices. You can say yes or no. Did you even know that? So I think that's one of the biggest ones that I wish I knew earlier on is I don't have to do, what I'm told. I can choose to do something else if I want to, like we have choices. Now, some of those choices have consequences, right? (laughs) But we have choices. Um, And then the second thing is, I wish I had known earlier on that you can make money outside of a nine to five (laughs) job. Um, So many individuals, early on when I was started coaching are in this box of I can only make the money. The money that I have is only from my nine to five. There's nothing else that I can do to create income for myself to really start to get ahead. So constantly just in a state of despair and sadness and anxiety and unworthiness because they're only getting paid blah, blah, blah per hour. And this is what they're worth. There is no chance for raises. They don't feel comfortable leaving that position and getting another job. Their fear of I'm not good enough and no one else is going to hire me for, uh, for more money than that. And they stay stuck in this whole nine to five thing. And they're never able to kind of get, get ahead finding financially because this is where they are. I remember when I left my toxic relationship and I had to dive into making sure that I never had to go back to him ever again and just being like a squirrel and just collecting money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was literally on a rampage of just a squirrel and, and where is the money? Like, how can I get more money so that I don't end up broke? My ex told me that within six months of leaving him, I would end up in the back of a dumpster living in a cardboard box with my son. And I was so scared that that was actually going to happen that I had my nine to five. And then I also was doing like 16 other things, um, that I, that I was doing. So I was building my business, right? My coaching business, which was making money, but not that much money. But then on the side of that, I was doing all these other things. I was doing Airbnb. I was selling on offer up I was selling on eBay. I was holding garage sales. I was working on fiverr.com. I was cleaning houses anywhere where I could bring money in towards myself. And what started to happen is I started to pay all of my bills and all of my stuff with all of the side stuff. Yeah, And then my business, I was able to just calmly build my business anxiety-free and really dive into what I wanted to do and what it looked like and all the aspects of it. But I was working a ton of hours Yeah, trying to just fit it all in, but this is what gave me freedom. This is what made me feel like I had choices. This is what... You know, create a sense of being able to breathe and a sense of being able to take care of myself and my son and a, and a sense of like having money in my account for the first time in my whole life, being able to pay off, you know, my my rent, you know, uh, six months in advance, being able to put $21,000 down on my SUV out there so I didn't have to pay um interest on it and really starting to feel the the financial stability that I was creating for myself because I stepped out of all I can do is this one thing. I can't do anything else. So I started to realize that I can collect money in different avenues in my life. I do have other um, things that I'm really good at where people will pay me for it and, um, collect and, and collect and save and collect and save and collect and save and collect and save until I felt comfortable with a good amount of money in my savings where I was able to get rid of all of that stuff and then just concentrate fully on my business. Nice. Yeah, those are two. But it took a long time. You know, yeah. it took a long time, it took a lot of patience, took a lot of ups and downs and a lot of shit <laughs> falling from the sky. Yes. I mean, for real.
0: Yeah, uh, that definitely. There's no doubt about that. But you get through and uh, yeah. keep your eye on on the goal and uh, it works out. So it's amazing. Thank you. I wanted to, I asked this question, I have everybody this question and I didn't get to tell you before, but uh I was into this little girl was interviewing adults for a school project she was about nine years old and she asked that question to every adult no one would answer and she would get frustrated so her mom would say well just stop asking the question if it's frustrating you this much she's like no somebody's gonna get it so she when she interviewed me she asked me and I answered her right away and she just turned around at her mom she was you see I told you somebody would get it uh-huh. so it was one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked at an interview so I told her I would ask everybody I interview with that question is uh what do you want to be when you grow up
1: (laughs) the vision that I have for myself is the vision that includes my entire female community um my vision is so real it is so vivid It is so loud and bright of creating a massive, massive army of women who help support, network, collaborate, get onto massive stages to share their warrior story of how they came out of the darkness into the light in order to inspire other women who are not there yet, who are just stepping into their healing journey, who don't understand why their life has gone to shit and using this army of women to educate the globe, to educate, um, men and women on this mindset of, um, communication of, um, you know, what's, is uh, appropriate as far as relationships, career, um, money mindset, and really touching the lives of people who need it. People who need it. I, I I am creating like a revolution almost, like a revolution of just women who get it and women who want to help. They want to pay it forward, and when you see this logo or this emblem or this
0: <laughs>
1: phrase, you know who you're talking to, and it's someone who's empathetic. It's somebody who's compassionate. It's somebody who's there for you. It's somebody who is rooting for you and wants you to rise, and um, and it's gonna be fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That is. Uh, that's what I like. That question because it's endless. It's it's limitless. You know. So that's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Now, if anybody wants to follow you, they want to see you uh, your work, see you in action, or uh, want to work with you, how can they reach you?
1: Yeah. So, um, my website that I, it's the easiest is just my name, sabrinavictoria.com. Um, and that has all of the things. So, you know, anything that you um, are looking for, as far as the the company that I run, the communities that I run, um, it's all there on that
0: website, along with all of my social media. Excellent. Perfect. Will, I will make sure to add that in the description in the comments of, uh, wherever this will be streaming. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. I love hearing your story. I could talk to you all day and uh, it's just very inspiring. And and I, uh, for anybody who's been listening and watching, if you find that inspiring as well, make sure to share so that somebody else can hear those stories and get inspired to, uh, to, to step up and uh, to take that leap forward. So thank you again so much, Sabrina. I look uh, look forward to, uh, to do some more work with you. And uh, for everybody that is watching at the moment and or listening, depending on where you're le- listening to, uh, don't forget to like, follow, or subscribe uh, to the channel you're listening or watching. And until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>